0: Let's read from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1 to 9, as we finish off this year. And I'm going to read, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked, for a day of disaster. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned, for through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Amen. Amen. Uh, tonight, I wanted to finish the year with, um, I guess, a little bit of time of reflection. Uh, we're going to spend a little bit of extra time today just worshiping because we just feel like that's the way that we should finish this year. But hey, let me ask you a question. How was your year? Did you have a good year? Um how quickly did this year go? Hey, like uh it only feels like I uh, like our Cambodia mission team um last or this year's team when it went in January. That feels like years ago, you know? And the new team's going in twenty one days. Uh, all these babies are now out of you know out of their their They're prams running around. We now have to have security out here because of the little tots trying to to attack the worship team. (laughs) The year's gone fast. Did you have a good year? You know, on average, on average, I preach roughly about 70 times a year. Roughly, average, right? Say 52 Sundays and then a few conferences, a few Wednesdays here and there, right? I preach roughly about 70 times a year. And I know that if I was to ask you, what was your favorite sermon this year? 100% blank. And that's okay. I don't take that personally. I really don't. Because I understand. Because if you were to ask me, what was your favorite sermon this year? I'd go blank too. Every year, there's sermon after sermon after sermon. And and normally, by the end of the year, I don't really remember specific sermons. I'll I'll remember like series, like we had the big Romans series this year. That was a great series for us. But usually, I don't remember specific sermons. But there's one sermon this year that um, stands out. And it was the sermon on the Sunday, April 15th. And I remember this one sermon, um, there was a few things that happened. We just came back from camp the week before with Pastor Ray from L.A. Uh, My birthday was that week, right? So it was a big week. Um, The title of the sermon was Reflections from Camp. And the passage was from Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. And it read this, and it's up on the screen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. The whole point of this sermon was this idea that we need to recognize that our lives don't revolve around our decisions, but everything starts from God. Our job wasn't to live our lives and make things happen, but actually, it was to trust God in doing that for us. And not just in the spiritual areas of our lives, but in all areas of our lives. And this meant that we needed to let go. We needed to let go of control and really believe that God would take care of us. Now, that was a good sermon. I'm telling you now, it was a good sermon. But it's not because it was a good sermon that I remember it. I remember that Sunday because... On the Saturday before, on the 14th of April, which happened to be a day that I think changed the course of my life, my wife came home late afternoon and told me, I think you need to sit down because I've got something to tell you. And then she lays on the fact that she's pregnant, right? April 14th. Now, I can talk about this now because I've gone through what I've gone through. I'm going to share a little bit about that. But let me tell you, April 14 was a dark day. And the reason why I remember April 15 sermon is because I'm reading it, and and I'm going to confess this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I was preaching this to you, and I had so much trouble believing it for me. Mel was looking at me. I remember she was looking at me and I'm preaching this and I'm doing my best to help you (laughs) to believe what God's saying. And I'm like, you know, there are words in my mind that I definitely cannot share with you. And my wife is looking at me going, "Ah, must be a hard sermon today. (laughs) And I want to share a little bit of this journey with you because I think it's important for you to understand well first and foremost that I'm just a person because when you get the news that you 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 you're having a baby right that is great news you know we have friends that they've been married and trying to have kids for a few years and just not happening you know and 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 suddenly they get the news that that you know the the wife is pregnant and World changes for the better. You know, we have stories like that even in our church, right? But it wasn't like that for me. And I'm sure it wasn't like that fully for Mel either, but I was the worst, right? See, the problem is not, the problem wasn't that Mel was pregnant. The problem was that it wasn't part of my plans. See, I had raised my children and I had gotten Annabelle, my youngest, or my, now my third, my second youngest, I had, I had done my time and I'd got her into school. And now it was up to the teachers. I didn't care anymore. You know, I've done my part. I've done my duty. Now it's time to get on. You know, Pastor Ray came from the States. You know, we had all these seminars and sessions about what to do in the church and how to grow the church and how to build. And I was ready. The kids were grown up. I had free time now. And then suddenly bombshell. See, and I want to share this with you because I'm sure there's a lot of us that have gone through things like this in our lives. They say trouble, right? You're either moving towards trouble, you're in trouble, or you're just coming out of trouble. That's what life is, right? I know that doesn't sound very enthusiastic on the last Sunday of the year, but that's the reality of our lives. I joke about it now, but the, 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 the consecutive months after that, April, May, June, they were probably some of the darkest months that I've had to experience in my life. And I know it's, it's you know, we laugh now, but they, they were really dark days. There were days where I just didn't want to get up. There were days where, you know, like Jonah in the Bible, it's like, woe to me. Like, I just want to die. And I know it sounds really silly, right? But it was like that. I've never experienced depression before. uh, Until this year. Right? Uh, And you know what? Depression is uh, a very real, uh, a very painful illness. You know, and I know that. You know, many of us here have gone through depression, Have are in depression now. And so I'm not making light of what it is. Um, but I think I was in that space. You know, there were so many times on Sunday I'd just turn up and, you know, you just kind of do the best that you can do. And you just get on with life. But Yeah. Real tough few months, just complaining, complaining to God. Complaining about God. Not wanting anything to do with God. And, you know, I look back now and I'm so grateful, firstly, to my wife, who, you know, let me still stay in the house during that, even though she was the one that was pregnant. You know, had to deal with all my crap. You know, I had good friends around me that really supported me during that time. And I just think back and and it, it's as real as it was. it was tough. it was tough it, it, it's it's as tough as anything that any of you have or will or are going through or will go through. But now I find myself at the end of the year and now I'm not a father of three but now I'm a father of four and I see my son uh, Zach and it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that that even even though you know I was so complaining and so upset about everything things worked out this way. And some people say, well, that's karma. It's not karma. It's God. It's all God. You know, I had a moment to reflect on my life and, you know, and I just thought, do I really have that much to complain about? My wife still loves me. Still. My kids love me. Because we keep buying him presents, we have a great church community. Apart from, someone doesn't agree with that, but that's okay. You'll get there. You know, we we're so blessed. We're so excited. Next year is such a big year, spiritual pathways. We're going to be introducing some of these things over the next few weeks. And, you know, this is going to really excite you. I think it's going to revolutionize the way we do church. The whole thing. The, 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 The common thread in all of this is God. Whether we know it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we recognize it or not, God is thick in our lives. He's a part of our lives. And that's what the passage says that we read today. And I read it again. Let me, as I read it again, look at where God is. Look at where God is in these verses. Verse 1: To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's way seems pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Through love, And faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Better a little righteousness, better with a little righteousness than much gain with injustice. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In their hearts, humans plan their course. This is what our life is. We plan. We think we plan. We think we are in control. We think we know what we are doing. And yet, none of us can guarantee tomorrow morning. None of us can guarantee health tomorrow. None of us can guarantee breath tomorrow. The Bible tells us that that life is like a mist. It's there a second and gone the next. That's what our life is. But at the end of it, it's not us pulling the strings in our own lives, but it is God. It is God that is moving in us. Let me ask you a question. Did you have a good year? Or did you have a God year? It's a very big difference in those terms. Did you have a good year? Or did you have a God year? You know, most of us would start out the year and try to get to the end of the year with the aim of having a good year. Let's have a good year this year. And we we categorize this goodness with the Uh, i I guess the process and structures and from the world you know did you have a financially successful year did you pay off your credit card did you get a new job did you get a promotion you know did you buy a new house yes 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 or you must have had a good year Uh, in terms of relationship you know did you get a new girlfriend did you get a new boyfriend you know did you get engaged did you get married if you did great you're successful you've had a good year You know, health-wise, you know, did you lose weight? Did you put on weight? You know, it's funny, right? For some people, putting on weight is the goal, and for some people, taking off weight is the goal. You know how messed up that is? It's all different. See, we use the categories of the world to determine whether we had a good year. But let me ask you, if I was to ask you, did you have a God year? Did you have a God year this year? What changes is is what we're going by. The categories aren't of this world. The categories are of God. And that means even if you went through hardship, even if you went through struggle, even if you didn't succeed in your business, even if you failed a university subject, even if you're still single, even if you're still unhealthy, even if you are broken, a failure, Are you still walking with God? Did you have a good year or did you have a God year? You know, let me tell you, friends, it's not that God was ever missing this year in your lives. You know, so many times people come and say, you know what? I I didn't, I didn't feel the presence of God in my life this year. There were parts of this year where where I felt God was absent. I felt that too for a good few months. But can I tell you, friends, it's not that God was absent. It's just God was doing what he was doing. Most of us are so busy in our lives, we barely have time for God. Some of us, this is the best it gets, a two-hour service on a Sunday. That's all of God. That's all time we give to God. Most of us only really go to God in times of desperation or, or in need or when we need help. And usually we only go to God after we've exhausted every other avenue in our lives. God is never our first resort. God is always our last resort. But something that the Bible tells us over and over again, and I'm telling you through my own experience this life, is that it is not that God comes and goes, but it is the seasons that come and go in your life. But God is constant. God is constant. God is always there. He is always present. It's just a matter of whether you can recognize that, whether you can see that, whether you can accept that. This is the biggest lesson that I learned this year, and it seems like a very basic one, and I hope that I continue to learn it every year, but it, it was really big. You know, no matter what we are going through, God is not absent, but he is with us. He is with you. During times of trouble and trial, do not think that God goes, well, this is too hard. I'm going to walk away. No, God's heart is that he wants to walk with you. He wants to journey with you. I question God. I blame God. I try to do things without God. But it was only when I recognized God in my life, when I recognized God a part of this journey was I able to find peace. Of course, what I wanted, what I, I just wanted all my problems to disappear. Isn't that what we all want? Wake up and we just go, All everything's taken care of. You just wake up and there's a million dollars in your bank account. You know, you just wake up and, you know, your, your beautiful wife or your beautiful husband's just there, you know, you got, you know, three, three kids, you know, you got a Toyota Kluger, you know, whatever, right? Like, it's all just there, no problems, you know, perfect 22 degree weather every day. That's what we want. But that's not how God works. See, what that is, that's a good life. That's a good life. But what we need to be desiring is not a good life, but a God life. We don't need a good year. We need a God year. A God year where we look back and we see the fingerprints of God everywhere. So what is our response to God's word today? It is to make God a part of every area of our lives, even the tricky ones, even the little ones, even the ugly parts. Because God truly desires to be a part of all of our lives. I promise you, there's one thing better than having a good G, and that's a God G. I I pray that as you wrap up this year, that you take some time to reflect and look back and see where the fingerprints of God were. And I promise you, if you can't see it, you're just, not, you're just not looking hard enough. It's everywhere. It's everywhere a part of your life. And not just in the good and the wonderful and sunny places, but even in the dark places, God's fingerprints are all over that. You just need to take some time to recognize that. I pray that this year that, as I said, you would have one thing better than a good year and that you would have had a God year, and I pray that next year would be another God year for you. Let's pray.